0: You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? We have the one, the only, and legendary Jonathan Twomley for episode number three. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you? I'm doing well. So you uh, you teased a quote uh, just as we were getting ready to record today that I said, you know what? That's going to be episode number three. Why don't you read it for the audience? Because there's a lot of subtleties in it. It, it kind of hit me. I'm like, yep. I agree with it 100%.
1: So this is a quote from a uh, very experienced foreign, uh, forex trader who's the head of Societe Generale's uh, foreign exchange desk. His name is Kit Juice. And his quote, and and here he's talking about Bitcoin, but this really applies to any number of assets, whether Mm it's the stock market, real estate, whatever. But the quote is, if enough people think that it's really easy to make money, then what's in trouble is your money. Now, yeah, that, folks,
0: that should be a bumper sticker because yeah. If, yeah, yeah, if enough yeah. people
1: think it's really easy to make money, then what's in trouble is your money. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've told people many times that, that whenever I see a herd and, they, and they're all running one direction, it's because they have fear of missing out or they're easy money. Beginner. I mean, I have this formula, right? Fear of missing out, beginner's luck, leverage, financial ruin. And that quote kind of sums it up. And I've, I saw this in the dot com. I saw this in real estate. I'm, it's going to happen in, in multifamily, I think, because people have cap rates. I mean, it's, it's happening in crypto. It will happen again. It happened in tulip bulbs. It happened here. It happened there. If too many people yeah. think it's easy to make money, what's in trouble is your money. Yeah. that is and, uh awesome yeah
1: the reason that this is a problem right, if you think about it is that when it's when it become, when people perceive that it's easy to make money actually two things happen so one is that their risk reward calculus gets out of whack right yes. they they stop being cautious and they start just like throwing money into stuff and this is you know what you saw in 2008 when you know people could get easy loans, and they could—they were owning five houses. Yeah. Even though they—they they had, you know, they were making fifty thousand dollars a year, they got five mm-hmm. loans for houses, and, you know, they all were rich on paper for a while, and you know, and they thought this was really easy because they could sell their house to the next person.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: right? what what happens is that people's risk reward—they stop worrying about what if I lose because they start thinking they can't. Yeah. We've been in this situation for. For listen, since two thousand nine, essentially yeah. two thousand ten, yeah. where in in real estate, particularly multifamily real estate, nobody has lost, yeah. and even through even through COVID. Now, listen, there are some people who got whacked really hard by COVID, by the moratoriums and by people not being able to pay rent, and that is yet to shake out. We're going to yep. see that coming, yep. but other than those people, you know, there's this idea that like, wow, not even a global pandemic can knock multifamily off of yeah, its
0: I can I can you know, hear it already foundation. Oh, yeah.
1: And of course, you know, it took gobs and gobs of federal money to make this possible, but there are now people who also believe that listen, the Fed is always going to bail us out. So we can't lose, right? And mm-hmm. so the risk reward uh, calculus has gotten out of whack. The other thing that happens is that, you know, when you're early on in the cycle and it's it's hard and the banks aren't throwing money at you and investors aren't throwing the money at you. You have to work really hard to find deals that are enticing enough to get people off the sidelines. Right now, so that takes a lot of work, right? And as you're going up the cycle, it still takes a lot of work to find good deals that make sense, that are gonna make money, that have the right risk adjusted return, getting them for the right price. You know, There's a lot of work that goes into this, a lot of analysis, but what happens is when the, and the market momentum gets really turned on like it is now, you find that you don't need to do any of that. You can just buy something mm-hmm. and know that you can flip it to somebody else if it's not working because it's easy because everybody wants these deals because they're all convinced it's easy. Right. Yeah. So, and that is where bubbles come from. Now that's the second part of that quote, your money, you know, what's in trouble is your money yeah. means that basically like, your money is now in a much weaker position. It is much more likely to be lost because it is now part of this inflated bubble. But unless you've got cash that's on the sidelines, any money that's invested into these assets is now basically at risk.
0: Well, that's, right? so- that's where I think a lot of people get in trouble is because I think you're right. It's the risk reward profile. But what I've seen from people, in, and again, I go back to the dot-com crash, crash and I experienced it and it been very clear I lost a lot of money. People come in and they're like, Hey, it it seems, it seems interesting. People are making money. I'll give it a shot. I will invest what I can afford to lose. That's how it Mm -hmm. starts. And as the mania builds, those people win, right? They have what Mm -hmm. I call beginner's luck and, and they might win spectacularly. And at some point they're going to actually wrote down the formula, right? Fear of missing out leads to beginner's luck. Beginner's luck leads to somebody doing a, what if calculation. And it's that what if calculation that gets you in trouble. What if I had taken all my emergency money instead of just what I could afford to lose? Maybe they put a thousand, maybe they put 10,000, but they could have put 5,000 or 50,000. It's that what if that gets people in trouble. And then, oh my God, if they win again, then financial ruin is right around the corner. Because then what they do is they take, you know, they like just invested their emergency fund, which nobody should do, but they did. And they won. Then leverage comes then what if it's like oh my god somebody's gonna let me go hundred to one in crypto I can't believe idiots are going a hundred to one in a, in a yeah. speculative asset and that's why last Wednesday 832 accounts with the largest one being 65 million dollars was taken to zero because you're going on leverage and oh by the way, all of this fake money has gone. Your emergency funds gone. And now you're at zero folks. It, it happens every time.
1: Yep. And leverage is where the risk is like leverage that's... is it accelerates your returns when things are going well, but it accelerates your losses when things are going bad oh, and takes, you know, out. that's, that's why, you know, if you buy, now, know, say real estate is, is a good investment in the sense that it rarely goes to zero, right? Like if yeah. you buy an asset, uh, it's very unlikely that your building is going to go to zero. However, if you have leverage on the asset, your equity can go to zero. Absolutely. Right? Quickly. If you're quickly, yeah. If you're if you're if you're even applying what's considered conservative leverage of 75%, you your property can lose 25% of its value very quickly. Right. And yeah. now if you don't have to refinance and you don't have to sell, you can usually ride that out. But the True. problem is for the people who have bad timing right and they are now yeah. underwater when they have to refinance and that is that is a bad bad situation to be in and it's and the, the higher the prices go and then you know the the more that uh you know the more risky it gets yep. for you i actually used to do a whole presentation on this i had these graphics prepared basically to kind of track investor psychology yeah. and it's you know the the returns are best when the average person thinks it's a bad time to invest So what happens is. And then what happens is what like you were describing with like an individual person investing more and more and more on top of that, what you see is that people on the sidelines are watching that. guy.
0: Yeah. They're being attracted. Yeah. And they're
1: saying like, wow, look at how much money he made. The problem is by the time they notice that that first guy made money, they've already missed the opportunity, right? It's already gone. There's
0: such a little bit left. Exactly.
1: So they didn't put the money in when it, when the risk was the lowest, they're putting their now like emergency fund in yeah. as the risk is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, but the problem is the more people who think that it's safe, it's totally counterintuitive, but the more people who think an investment is safe, the more risky that
0: investment gets. Agree 1000%, right? so, having experienced so, it myself, absolutely.
1: Yeah. It is, is so, and just think about it, what, what the cycle looks like, right? And and the cycle, what the upswing of the cycle is caused by more and more people jumping in. The top of the cycle is when that last person has jumped in. When there's no further person to jump in after that because everybody's in, then it goes like this because that that last person can't sell their basically bad investment on momentum to the next guy because there's no
0: next guy. There's no no, no other sucker in the room.
1: And then the whole thing starts to unravel, right? And so, and you see this in every, in every, up, upswing of the market and yeah. it's all related to investor psychology and they're they the smart money understands that and this is why you know warren buffett they, is, is saying this for years but and people quote it but they don't get it right yeah they're they're like you know warren buffett says you know the time to be greedy is when other people are fearful and the time to be fearful is when other people are greedy and what the way that most people operate with that quote is. Oh, the market dropped on buying the dip. Yeah. Because people are afraid. No, no, nobody's afraid of the yeah. dip. There's no
0: capitulation there's, in a dip.
1: There's, there's, there's no fear there. Yeah. Fear is when like the banks won't lend money. Like yeah. that's when fear, is, right? Fear is when is when, you know, rather that when people aren't saying buy the dip because it's gonna go back up, they're saying, yeah, you're buying real estate. Are you an idiot? You're gonna yeah. lose all your How money. Stupid are what? you? How yeah. Stupid are you. Yeah, right exactly. or, or, and the stories they're telling they're like about how much money they lost not about how much money they made right yeah. oh i'll never do that again that was a bad idea and they and they're pointing fingers like who can i blame for yeah. for my yeah for my <laughs> yeah fault, who can right? i point
0: at cuz it's never my fault yeah, exactly. yeah
1: so that's that's what that's what fear is right yeah. fear is when it takes when it takes like some serious intestinal fortitude to get into the market, right? Yeah, so,
0: and again, it, I remember, I mean, the biggest example I have for you is single family real estate, right? I remember going to cocktail parties or meetups and everybody was talking about flipping contracts and all these making 50 grand, we're in the Valley. So that was what they were making back then. And like not three, four years later, nobody would talk about it. And that was the best time to buy, right? 2010, yeah, it was crazy. Exactly, when
1: nobody wants to buy it, when nobody's talking about it, that's the time to buy it. When everybody's talking about it, when you've got, you know, like, entire shows on CS- CNBC dedicated to, to Bitcoin, yeah, right. That's probably got, a sign, yeah. And you've got people who are like, like analyzing Bitcoin as if there's something to analyze. I yeah. love it. I <laughs> love this. I love the whole whole idea of like Bitcoin analysis. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. No, all you got to do is get Elon Musk to say something. There's your, you know. Yeah, there's your analysis. The, and the the. the It'll gyrate all over the place. It's like, just crazy. get some influencer, no, but anyway. Yeah. So you know, the, the point is though that that markets have a huge psychological element to them. You have to understand the psychology, yeah, totally and that that psychology is what's behind that quote. When everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's easy, that means you're basically also. When it, I started talking about this, and got a little off and a little bit of a tangent. But the good investor was put in the work. Right? Yep. Totally and, and so you have to put in the work to be a good investor. What happens is something you reach a point in the, in the market where you've got all the people who are willing to put in the, in the put in the work, like going I can't I can't win because I'm putting in the work to buy this at the right price, and there's some idiot who thinks it's easy who's going to now pay more than me, mm-hmm. and I can't get deals right. And yeah. I actually uh, in response I wrote an email kind of about this the other day, and a, a banker wrote back to me and said, I, I'm seeing this every day. I'm seeing all of all of the good syndicators. That I work with are on the sidelines, and the people who are doing deals are mm. people who don't know what they're doing, right? Of course, the banks are going to give them money, right? Of course, they, that's, well, that's, what they that's what they
0: do. Builders build, banks lend. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they, that's the only way they make money. So they're going to. So the banks, you know, I know there's also a lot of people out there who are always saying, well, the bank, the, the bank signed off on it, so it must be okay. <laughs> no, the banks are made up of the same people with the same FOMO and yeah. the same momentum, and they and 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 they can. And the thing is that, Banker mentality is always CYA, right? So when if things are going well, and they land, and then it blows up, they're like, wasn't my fault, things were going great. (laughs) You know, I I can't be to blame. But like, if there's a big crash, and then they do a bad deal after the crash, right? and they're like, they're, everyone's going to point fingers at them. What were you lending for? You shouldn't have lent on that. You knew it was a bad environment. Actually, yeah. that's the best time that they should be lending because the risk is—it's already been de-risk. The crash has already happened. So yeah, that the was the biggest
0: them. thing for me is where the banks went in 2010. I couldn't believe it. I was buying houses for less than land value that actually had houses on them. Yeah, I'm like, you don't want to lend, really? Well, listen, Crazy. people are always. Humans are always fighting the
1: last war. Yes, right? and, I agree. and and I agree. and we and we see this, you know. I, so pre 2008, condo developers were just going bonkers, right? People were were building condo conversions. Yeah. Condo was like crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Then the crash happens. And what happens? Because they couldn't sell those condos. Mm -hmm. They all went into rentals. Yeah. So, you know, so for the last, you know, 10 years, they've barely been building condos at all. It's all been rentals. But guess what? Now there's, a, there's going to be a glut of rentals on the market, mm. right? And what about those few guys who were still building condos? I talked to one of them yesterday, a developer in Boston. They only do condos. There's such a limited number of condos on the market because everybody else built, built rentals uh, that yeah. these guys are sold out before they even complete. Right? <laughs> That's awesome. and, it's not, and it's not bubble stock. It's not because there's no, a yeah. bubble. It's, just, it's because there's not enough supply. Supply demand, they, yeah. But they stuck with it. They kept on building condos. Good for them. And, and you know, and this is what you should do, you should, don't do what everybody else is doing. It's not you will, you know, you will get the results that everybody else gets if you do
0: what everybody else does. There so you, you have go. to do something different. Very so, cool. Well, Jonathan, it's been a wonderful day. Do me a favor. Today's kind of open house day for multifamily launchpad. Where can they find it? So
1: multifamilylaunchpad.org backslash or forward slash, I don't know. This one, the forward, is that forward or back?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Slash join slash again. That'll (laughs) take you there. If they don't get it right, do the other backwards slash whatever it is. But yeah, multifamilylaunchpad.org slash join slash. And that'll take you to the webpage where you can get all the information and sign up. And I look forward to seeing you inside.
0: Very cool, folks. Again, don't forget episode one. He showed you how he raised, or he talked about how he raised 3 million bucks in 24 hours. That's the kind of stuff you get in multifamily launchpad. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Michael. You got it.